Welcome to the 7 Daily Choices Podcast, a podcast designed to help you transform your relationships, optimize your leadership, and ignite your world. My name is Dow Tippett, and I want to help you create, build, and sustain a thriving life with others. Today, as we head into our episode 6, we're going to talk about 7 key relationships, actually 7 circles of intimacy. That's what we're going to talk about. So, we all walk through life in seven circles of intimacy. So first of all, we need to talk about intimacy. What is intimacy? Well, I can go into all the ins and outs of of different sides of this, but in a nutshell, intimacy is to be safely known. I want to know and I want to be known, and that is intimacy. The more safe it is, the more intimate I feel with that person. So There are seven levels of intimacy in relationship that we all walk in, we all walk with, we all exist in, thrive in, in our various worlds. And we need to understand them because the level at which we are safely known is going to be different depending on that relationship. And we need to understand that so that we're not expecting things that we shouldn't expect and so that we understand from each other and with each other the goal of where we're heading in our relationship. So let me give you the seven levels of intimacy, and we're going to walk through a little bit of the seven choices and how they're affected by that level of intimacy. Now, the number one level of intimacy that you need to be working towards and working in and understanding is intimacy with yourself. Now, oftentimes this is also intimacy with God or with the thing that you are most intimate with. You need to get to the internal person, and that's hard to do alone. So if it's with myself, how can I not do it alone? Well, if you are connected to God, or you are connected to someone who you would call your God, but I say the God of the universe and Jesus Christ, the better you know him, and the better you let him speak into you, the better you're going to know yourself. And this is important because we all live our life with wounds, with struggles, with various things that cause problems in our relationships that we often don't recognize because we aren't intimate with ourselves. We don't understand ourselves. We don't even get vulnerable with ourselves. And the only way to be vulnerable is to be vulnerable in front of God. And so that choice to be vulnerable in front of God is going to be a huge choice in helping us to become more intimate and understanding of ourselves. Then along with that, you want to then move into a place where you are intimate with where you are aware of yourself, where you begin to understand yourself better. And as you understand yourself better, you're going to participate in relationship better with others. If you want to have a thriving life with others, you want to create, build, and sustain a thriving life with others, then you've got to be aware of your gifts, your talents, your weaknesses, your strengths, all the better you know yourself, the better you can serve the world because you understand out of what you can serve. Okay? And that whole idea comes back to submission. If we're not worried more about others than ourselves, then we're not going to know ourselves well. Remember, as we talked about last week, the first step of getting trapped is that we're tired. In one way or another, we're struggling with weariness, whether it be physical weariness due to lack of sleep or hunger or bad diet. If we're 
if we're emotionally struggling because we haven't taken the time to uh, renew ourselves and restore ourselves and refresh ourselves with things that feed our souls, then we're going to struggle in our relationships immediately because we haven't been aware of ourselves. We need to be safe with ourselves. We need to be generous to ourselves. We, we need to be generous and we need to be grateful for what God has given us and for what we have done each day, what, what we have brought to the world. We need to feel good about that. And the more we face good character in integrity, the more we talk about integrity and we live in integrity, the more grateful we can be with ourselves. We also need to be honest with ourselves. This can be very hard to do alone, but when you're honest with yourself alone, you're going to be more likely to be honest with others and you're going to be able to treat others the way they deserve to be treated because you're going to continue to grow. And we need to forgive ourselves because we're going to fail. You are not going to be everything you ever wanted to be. I'm not going to live up to the standards I have for myself. And so we've got to be able to forgive ourselves. So you see the seven daily choices go through all these levels of intimacy. Now it's going to be a little more obvious as we look at the other levels of intimacy, how those seven days choices are going to play out, especially the closer in they are. So these things are recognized. For example, the next level of intimacy is with your spouse. If you're a husband or a wife, this is the place where your second level of deepest intimacy is going to exist and needs to exist. And that needs to be with one person. It is one other person in the world who knows you inside and out in ways that nobody else knows you. They are meant for you. They are a gift from God for you. And the seven daily choices are such a key to being intimate with our spouse. Now, we talk about intimacy and oftentimes we think of sex. Well, if you live inside a godly, holy relationship, then you're going to only have sex with that one person, that one spouse. You're only going to do what God says to do inside of the marriage context. And that allows for more safety, more honesty, more grace, more forgiveness, more integrity when we live that way. That's why God has given that to us. It's not because he wants to restrict us. It's because he wants us to live free. Now, what if you're not married? What if you're single? What if you're even called to be single? In other words, God has placed on you the joy of being able to live a life all by yourself. You still need to understand that this place of intimacy with those who might be spouses, those who would fit in that circle, who tend to come in close, that you understand that there's a limit to how intimate you can be with them and how much you can count on that relationship and how much you can pour into that relationship because you've been called to be single. Now, what if you're single and you're not called to it? Then you need to be extra careful in your choices and in making the seven daily choices, considering your future spouse. Think about it this way. As you look for a future spouse, there are certain things you want and desire from them and expect of them. Why would you not live up to those same standards? You need to live up to at least the same standards you would expect in return, if not higher standards than what you would expect in return for the sake of your future spouse, if that's your desire, if that's your hope, if that's what you're looking for, then you need to be living a life for your spouse even before you've met them and been with them. So many marriages, so many uh, relationships struggle because we are not thinking of our spouse before we meet them and we're being selfish in that. 
Now, the third place would be your family. Now, by family here, I mean those you live with. Our extended family is going to fall into the next section, but those we live with or those we have lived with are going to be closer to us than those we haven't. Now, we need to be careful here because there is a limit to the intimacy. Far too often, it is in these relationships that confusion begins to happen because lines and boundaries are not clear about how intimate we're allowed to be. Now, we don't want to hold back on being safe with each other. We want to be as safe as we can be. But there are lines. There are places to draw the line. My kids will tell you there's a place where my intimacy with my wife extends that they don't want to know about, they don't want to hear about, they don't want to have anything to do with. That's just part of living in relationship and family. You're so close and you know so much about each other and you know each other so well that it is hard to not cross those lines sometimes. Sometimes, And we've got to be careful to understand how our choices affect others when we're in these circles. Now, because we're living in the same house, and right now in the midst of this COVID-19 crisis, as so many of us are living in the same house with the same four, five, six people um, all the time, it is more important than ever that we make the seven daily choices with each other to be vulnerable, to be aware of each other, to be safe with each other, to be honest with each other, to be forgiving of each other, and to have integrity, but most of all, to choose submission and choose to set ourselves aside for the sake of the others in our house. The things that are bugging us need to be set aside for the sake of others. The things that drive us crazy need to be set aside for the sake of others. That's something we need to be looking at, especially in this time when we're stuck together so closely. Now, Uh, The next level then is friends and extended family. So these are your close friends. These are the friends who do know you. These are the friends you can call in the middle of the night with your dark secrets. They can know, they can be in that circle where they know things about you other people don't know. And they have the freedom to call out things in, in you that other people can't call out. Now, again, we've got to be careful here about who gets into this circle who we let in and who we don't let in. Not because we want to uh, reduce relationship, but because there is a place where intimacy and vulnerability actually risk the other person. And we risk hurting them in ways we don't intend to when we let them in too close. Now, at this point, far too many people use this to keep people at bay. And what I want to say is, as long as someone is safe in this circle, They are generous, they are kind, they are caring for you, they are compassionate, they are confidants. They are people you can count on. We're going to talk about that a little bit next week. They're people you can count on and you can count on to be safe with. Letting more people in is better than fewer. The limit is not the number of people we let into this circle. It is is the kind of people we let into this circle. The intimacy grows with trust, and trust is extended to a point, and then when trust gets broken, we need to move people back outside of that circle to a place where it's safe for them, it's safe for you, because you're not going to have trouble with the level of intimacy creating other issues inside your relationship. In order for that to happen, you're going to have to be vulnerable. You're going to have to be aware of what's happening. You're going to have to be safe for the other person. You're going to have to be honest about what's going on. And you're going to, inside of you and with them, 
You're going to have to forgive places where that gets out of bounds. And you're going to have to show integrity by living safely, by living out the life you've been called to in those relationships more than any other. Because those are the people who you want to be able to call up the best that you are for who you've called to be. And finally, you want that circle to be a place where you are serving more than you're getting. And if you can't serve people more than you're taking from them, then you need to be careful about how they fall into that circle. Most of our relationships fall into that circle or the next circle, which is acquaintances and coworkers. These are people we know. These are people who know us, but we don't have deep relationship. We might go out and have a good time with them. We might talk to them at the office, but we're not sharing our whole lives with them because we don't know that we're on the same page um, with them as far as faith or as far as beliefs or as far as directions or as far as goals and visions. And, and it, they're not going to come into that inner circle. So once we come into that, that fourth level, that level of friends and family who are really close to us, that's when we, as the Bible says, become yoked to people. We are producing life together, not just experiencing it. On this acquaintance level, we're experiencing some of our lives together and we understand it, but we're not necessarily producing life together. And when people draw in from that acquaintance, co-worker place into that inner friendship circle, we start producing life together. And that's great as long as we're being safe for them and they're being safe for us. We've just got to watch those lines. We've got to make these choices and think carefully about how we cross that boundary. Now, Far too often, we keep people outside of our inner circle who could be great in our, inside our inner circle. We need to be ready to move between those circles, okay? And we also need to understand that people who do not think like us, who do not believe like us, who are not trying to produce the world we're trying to produce, who are not acting on our best behalf, but on their own, it's okay. They just need to stay in that outer circle of acquaintance and coworker. We don't want to move them in any deeper. Then we have our consistent connection people. These are people we see fairly regularly through our life. These are typically regular customers that come into our business. These are going to be people to whom we're regular customers. Maybe um, I have a waitress who I see regularly and uh, she's a, I'm a regular customer of hers. There are people at the store who I see on a regular basis because I live in a smaller town. We get used to each other. These are people who we connect to uh, through various groups and, and civic organizations, but they're not coming into that acquaintance, coworker. They're not a regular, everyday person in our life. And so the level of intimacy is not going to be as high. And we still need to make all seven choices for these people. Okay. We still need to put them first, but we need to understand where they lie in the circle so that we're not prioritizing them over others. And that's what this comes down to mostly, because then we move to that last circle, which is strangers, people we don't know. And guess what? We still need to make the same seven daily choices with strangers that we do with ourselves and with our spouse. It's the same seven choices, but what we do with those choices is going to change based on the level of intimacy. And here's the thing. The level of intimacy in the relationship, when it is properly applied, should also be the level of priority. When I'm working through my life, I need to make sure that my level of intimacy and my level of priority are matched up. Now, when I put myself in the center of that, far too often what ends up happening is I put myself in the center and I become self 
centered. And we don't want to be self-focused, okay? I don't want to focus on myself, but I've got to take care of myself. I've got to be honest about what I need to take care of myself, and I've got to do what it takes to take care of myself. And the reason is I cannot give myself to all the other circles if I don't do what I need first. That's why our relationship to God and our time with God and our space with God. And if you talk to great leaders in the world, those who are making an impact and are changing lives, not just for now, but for the long term, beyond their own life, will be changing lives. You will find that somewhere there is a space where they are connecting to God. They are connecting to Jesus. They are connecting to that space inside of them that is spiritual, that is deeper, before they greet their world. Um, Martin Luther, I think, was the one who was quoted as saying, I have too much to do in a day to not spend three hours in prayer every morning. I may have the reference wrong on that, but I know one of the great saints of old made that claim. I have too much to do in a day to not spend three hours in prayer before I get started. So, We need to understand that that time alone, that time taking care of ourselves, not time for ourselves, time caring for ourselves is so important to the other relationships we have. And if we don't take it, if we don't make that happen, if we're not intentional in prioritizing that, then every relationship we have will suffer beyond that. Then spouse comes next, whether we have one or we're waiting on one, or we're not going to have one. That next level of intimacy, that level that includes sexual intimacy and the purity of a sexual relationship that takes us to a different level physically than other relationships, that place needs to be next. And here's why. That energy that goes into the sexual relationship is part of what makes us great. In Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon talks about this, the sexual energy. Well, what that is is creative energy. We, we have creative energy inside of us. We are creative by nature. We are intended to be creative by nature. And that creative energy is causing us, each of us, to um, respond and to have energy to produce what we're meant to produce in the world. And so we've got to be careful with our creative energy to not just give it away to whoever comes along. We, we've got to be careful not to just just pass that along to people. So we need to be careful to maintain that for the one person in our life it's meant for, whether we have that person in our life now or not, we save it for that person and no other. And when we have lots of it, but we don't have the person to share it with, then that energy can be poured into what we are meant to produce in the world. It is our creative energy. And so we want to move in that space. We want to prioritize that above the other relationships in our life. So self, then spouse, then we're going to prioritize our family, those we live with. We've got to prioritize these people. If our home life is bad, everything beyond it begins to be affected. So we've got to stay, make sure that our home life is working well and that day in and day out, we are creating safe space at home. In fact, I don't know of anybody who got to the end of their life and said, my home life was horrible, but I had a good life. We want to end up living well. And if we're going to live well, then what we've got to do is we've got to slow down and we've got to make our home life good first. Then acquaintances, coworkers, we spend a lot of time with our co- with our, our acquaintances and coworkers, okay? We got to make sure that those are good. Our friends and, and, and our intimate friends, those relationships, we want to protect those by the seven daily choices. And we've got to keep those prioritized. So friends first, friends and extended family, and then acquaintances, coworkers, and then 
those we see consistently. So we prioritize based on the level of intimacy. That's how we prioritize when we're making choices, seven daily choices. That's how we prioritize who's getting what from us, who's getting what energy from us, and how we're giving it to them. All right, so we've got these seven levels of intimacy, self, spouse, family, uh, friends and extended family, acquaintances, coworkers, consistent connections, those we see regularly, and strangers. And we're going to make all seven daily choices with all of those groups of people prioritized based on the level of intimacy that we have with them. And we're going to prioritize our life accordingly so that we can give our best to the world and we can be the best we can. We can transform those relationships and we can optimize our leadership by making the choices prioritized based on those levels of intimacy. All right? That's what we want to do. Those are the relationships that we're going to work through. Now, next week, we're going to talk about a different set of seven relationships as we're going to do something I'm probably going to try to do about once a month, which is we're going to look at somebody else's teaching. We're going to go to John Townsend's book, People Fuel. And if you haven't read People Fuel, People Fuel merges with my seven daily choices stuff very well. I'd written my seven daily choices stuff and then I People Fuel came out and I read it and there's a very good correlation between both teachings. So we're going to look at John Townsend's book, People Fuel, and we're going to talk about that together. And we're going to look at the seven relationships he says we all can have. He's, he's got some that we should have and some we should not have. We're going to have them, but we need to prioritize them lower. So much like I have my seven circles of intimacy, he has seven relationships he encourages us all to give our time and our energy to, to make us the best leaders we can be. So as we continue to look to ignite our world, that's where we're going next week. Listen, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please subscribe, share it with others. And if you will rate and review us, especially in iTunes, that helps this message get out to more people so that we can affect more people's lives. We want to ask you to please do that. Please uh, bring in, please give this message out to as many people as possible so that we can ignite our world with relationships that are thriving with each other. And remember this, life is a gift. Living is a choice, and living is measured in relationships. So choose relationship today.